Welcome to the NH Parents Faith and Hard Questions podcast. Now, over the next three months, we are wanting to take a closer look at our children's faith and how we can take an active role in its development. Uh, my name's Leroy, and I serve kids ages zero through fifth grade here at New Hope. Yeah, and I'm Nathan. I'm the pastor of student community here at New Hope, which means that I serve students in middle school and high school. And I'm Mike. Um, I'm the executive pastor here, which really has nothing particularly to do with parenting, <laughs> um, but I have kids. So, yeah. yes. I, you know, How Leroy, many? for like the <laughs> your first guest on the podcast, you're supposed to get like, so I don't bringing the big names. Michelle Obama or Beyonce or I don't know. Like, I did. You were my last option. No, that's, oh, terrible. that's terrible. Wow. I still get the same fee that they would get though, right? Is that <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the same stipend there. All right. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, your child's faith specifically. And we have some questions that we're going to delve into there. Um, but we thought it would be good to, to mention that um, everything we talk about today is done on a developmental like scale uh, process. There, there are phases to a kid's developmental phases, and there are, um, and then there's a progression for their spiritual readiness as well. And those are kind of independent of each other. You can come to Jesus at any time, and it can look a lot of different ways. So, um, whereas we're going to be, I think, I think both Mike and I are coming from a, a, a place where we've known Christ the entire time our kids have been alive. Um, and so that looks a specific way. Yours might look differently. Um, but we definitely think that there are, um, there is a good reason to stop and think about where your childs are at in their faith walk and, and what we can do next, right? So, um, and that brings us kind of to our first question. And this is kind of an overarching question that we set up to get us thinking. And that is, um, where do we want our child's faith to be when they graduate from high school? Yeah. Um, just a kind of an arbitrary marker. Um, and, um, you know, what, what would we want that to look like? Have we given that any thought? I know mm-hmm. the first time I asked that myself that question, I was like, I don't, I don't know exactly. But Nathan, you work with high schoolers. Yeah, Tell like us a little bit my about my whole job. Yeah. It's like, yeah, thinking through. I mean, not my whole job, but thinking through, like, <laughs> if I have a student who's stuck with our program for seven years, so middle school, sixth grade through 12th grade, like, what what would I want their faith to look like, ideally, mm-hmm. at the end of that? Uh, and I think that around conversations on mature faith, uh, it's easy to view it as, like, just spiritual disciplines or comparing it to other people's faith, and I think uh, that's pretty problematic a lot of the time. Uh, not that spiritual disciplines are bad, obviously, but they're not the end in themselves. Um, I think the most obvious example of that is if we look at it, like daily scripture reading uh, and Bible reading, like is something that is good. Like it is something that I support. Uh, and yeah, it, it is something that will bring you closer to God. But if that is our measure for mature faith, then we have hundreds of years of Christians who have been illiterate and we're saying that they can't have had mature faith. And so that's problematic. So I think that these kinds of measures aren't great. Uh, and instead, I, I tend to turn more towards just what Jesus says as the most important commandment uh, in Matthew 22. And he's echoing the Shema. 
uh, and it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Uh, and then the second commandment is like it, love others as yourself. And so I think that what I would look for uh, in a mature 12th grade high school student uh, is a student who has a relationship with God, with Jesus, uh, and that relationship is at a point where it actually practically affects their life and practically affects mm -hmm. the decisions that they're making on a daily basis. Uh, when they consider what they should do, it's not just, do I want this, but it's, is this good for the kingdom? Is this something that mm. God would want for me? Uh, and we're going to be successful at that sometimes and <laughs> fail at that other times, and that's just true of everybody. Uh, and then I think the other big thing that I would look for uh, and a big goal that I have for students is a commitment to the church. Because uh, I think that if we love God, uh, we're going to end up loving the things that God loves, and God loves the church a mm -hmm. lot. Uh, it's messy. Uh, it's difficult a lot of the time, but mm -hmm. God is committed to his people, and I think that we should be committed to each other. Um, and that doesn't mean new hope necessarily, because lots of my students end up moving away. Yeah. Uh, and don't stay in the Portland area. So I want them to consider church important and worthwhile enough that wherever they end up, uh, they're going to find a body of believers to worship with and grow with mm -hmm. and continue pursuing that relationship with God with. So, yeah. yeah. The importance of the church after you leave your home church, I think, yeah. is, is a great example yeah. of that. Like, if you really love the church, then mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and it, it doesn't matter if it's difficult, even. Like, right, God has put up with difficult people for <laughs> millennia. So me, for example. Yeah, uh, uh, I think that looks a lot of different ways, and, and there's a lot to be said. Mike, um, mature faith. What would you want to see your your kids look like when they graduate high school? Yeah, mature faith. Well, I mean, for parenting, for you, you're closer to that than I am. My oldest yeah. is eight years old, so it's hard to kind of <laughs> like. <laughs> Look toward that future. Right, right. Yeah. But when I think about it, I guess what I want more than anything for my kids when they reach that stage is that what they are experiencing and expressing as their faith is real to them mm -hmm. and whatever that might actually be for them at that point. So, you know, if they are extremely passionate about God and, um, you know, Maybe not reading the Bible every day, Nathan, because mm -hmm. not everyone in history had that yeah. luxury. But yeah. passionate, you know, if they're passionate about God, if they're even feeling some calling in their life, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they want to pursue that and that's real to them, um, then that's great. Uh, but if they're also in a place where, you know, they've watched, hopefully, um, my wife and I model faith to them mm -hmm. throughout their lives, but then they're kind of questioning, okay, is this real? Or what? they're going through the, the doubts and the questions that everybody goes through. If that's what's happening for them in those high school years, then I want them to go through that in a real way. I want them to actually mm -hmm. think through those things and not just kind of put a, a veneer of Christianity over all of that, which is probably, you know, um, you know, as a pastor's kid, uh, going to be a challenge, yeah. you know, like to actually experience their faith authentically, regardless of where they are on that, in that process. So, yeah, I think in the, in those high school years, I'd want them just to be real with where they're at. Yeah. I was thinking that same thing as you were talking, um, like with my eldest, um, she, she gets a lot of support and I would love for, um, the challenges and the struggles that, um, 
living out a Christian faith, you know, obviously will represent. Um, some of those would happen while they're at, while she's at home mm-hmm. and could be supported in a major way that I could help control that, <laughs> right? Um, I, and I don't know, yeah, like how do you set your child up to be challenged? Maybe I I don't want to say like struggle and fall down and 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 be destroyed because I know that like that happens often in college. The expectation you go to a college and you strip everything away and all of a sudden you're faced with um, you know all of this doubt and concern. I, I think you, that's a, a really big thing. And so this is something that um, we want all of our listeners to be thinking about for their children, because there is a lot of good answers in this, because children are different, and also um, our understanding of their faith is different. So um, our next question, and this is another one that I really want, um, I, I really thought was helpful for myself, was, is where is your child now? Like, you know, um, Mike mentioned that his children aren't in um, junior high or high school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, where is their spiritual like walk at this moment? Can can you see it? Are there are there um, moments or or spiritual fruit that are already popping up? Um, and this could be like fun stories. I, I think of you know just recently some of my kids have been asking to pray at night, and that's usually my job. Um, but they wanted to step in and do that, and they pray for a long time, right? Um, and and even um, because my four-year-old asked, my two-year-old asked, and she had to pray next. Um, and it's beautiful, and that's a that's a moment where I'm like, okay, they get prayer is important to us, and that's great. Um, Mike, what 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 do you have? Like, where where have you seen your ch- your kids' faith pop up? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, again, they are young, eight, six, four, and not quite two, a- mm-hmm. approaching mm-hmm. that age. Um, and it's been an interesting process for Steph, my wife, and I um, in this. We talk a lot about not putting too much pressure on them. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is, you know, one, I think probably just how we would parent regardless. But part of that is also just being a pastor and not wanting that certain stigma or pressure to be, to be on them. So, but you know, obviously we're trying to nurture in them faith and teach them faith as much as we can. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, at this stage, it's really neat when you just see those little glimmers of things that aren't just mimicking because so much of what they're doing right now is, is, you know, repeating what they've heard or, you know, what they've seen demonstrated, which is good, you know, at that stage. I think that's what we would want them to do. But when we see those little glimmers of something that's different. Uh, so our six-year-old Tess, I love I love it when she prays because she often, you know, what we, we try to teach our kids is, okay, you know, prayer is talking to God. You can talk to him about anything and whatever's on your heart or mind. We want to thank him for things, but there are a whole bunch of different things that we can thank him about. And maybe we have other things that we want to talk to him about. All those are are good. But often, you know, obviously they kind of like before a meal are going to repeat some of the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've seen Tess more and more uh, get creative with her prayers. And she's thinking through, you know, through her day as she's praying. Thank you that we got to see this person. Thank you that this thing happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that um, causes me to see that she's actually considering where God is intersecting in her life. And then when talking to God, 
she can talk to him about those things and not mm-hmm. just kind of repeat the the same the same kinds of prayers that she's heard again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan, have you seen these sort of things in your youth group? Yeah, I don't have kids of my own at this point, but I do work with a quite a handful of them. Uh, and they're, they're pretty great. Uh, we're recording this in the midst of, I don't know, not lockdown really anymore, but social distancing still and restrictions still. Uh, and so we have a much smaller group than usual. Uh, and I would say that the, the students who are consistently showing up, like are pretty committed and pretty amazing. Uh, and also, while we're recording this, uh, we just finished up an adoption process with another church in the area, Mount Scott Church of God. Um, and so we're in the process of this upcoming week uh, involving their students into our group. I think that the the most amazing thing I've seen in this is just how welcoming my current students have been towards these students that they don't even know yet. Uh, that they don't have a posture of, oh, things are going to change, like, oh, it's going to get weird, which is so easy. And I remember having that posture myself when I was in high school and, like, would do stuff with other groups. Uh, And so that's just been amazing uh, to see that perspective and really just a a handful of students who are clear leaders of the group, just like, no, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to go out of our way to make these people we don't know feel welcome here. Um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this and this kind of leads into the next idea. Um well, before we go there, what how have you nurtured that? Have you 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 saw some of those things? Are there things that you're doing right now? And this is a this is a tease cuz next month we're going to be talking more in depth about influences and rhythms and things we can do to nurture faith. Um but I thought as we're, you know, as we're thinking about these things, is it anything you did? <laughs> like, is that is that even a thing? Um, I know, um, I know. I've set an example um, for prayer for you know, and then I noticed that you know other things that have popped up like um, Eleanor, my six year old. She's just a giver, mm-hmm. and all my kids give. But like she was making gifts leading up to Christmas for months, and then we'd find them all over the place because she'd have to hide them. Um, but uh, that's not something that I have modeled as strongly. I think I think Gina maybe um, my wife has done that, but um, I, that's kind of popped up. Um, and so, like, there's a you know, can can you point you can't point to all of it because um, obviously God's at work in their hearts. But um, Mike, do you think you and your wife have had specific influence in that? We have no influence over our kids uh-huh, at uh-huh. all. Um, yeah, I mean, we're trying to learn from them. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, Leroy, you actually you brought the wrong stern on this podcast because <laughs> she wasn't available. <laughs> Steph um, is a huge influence in mm-hmm, our kids' mm-hmm. lives, and yeah. uh, you know, gets to homeschool them and be with them every day, and is very intentional and has done such a fantastic job of really incorporating our faith into everything and um, um, not only modeling, but really it being intentional with how she directs the kids each day. And it's, yeah, she does a fantastic job and she would do a better job than I am at this podcast. Sorry, Leroy. (laughs) 
but we're going to have the, the Pastor's Wives spinoff podcast coming I, out. You know, I really have thought about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, hey, Gina would be an expert. I'm sure it would be more popular. So. <laughs> I will, you know, you mentioned example, and I do think that that is going to be the primary method by which our kids are going to learn mm-hmm. and develop Should, in yeah. their faith, right? So we can talk, uh, we could say all the right things till we're blue in the face, but if we're not living that example mm-hmm. for them to actually see, then it's not going to likely develop in their, right. in their own lives. So the example aspect is critical. And for me, that means um, trying to highlight where those points are uh-huh. in life. So, you know, if there is an opportunity for generosity, um, letting the kids see that and, but also talking to them about why, mm-hmm. why is that happening? Mm-hmm. Um, um, or if there is, you know, an opportunity where we need to trust God a little bit more, um, you know, bringing them into the prayer for why we're going to God for a certain scenario mm-hmm. and then explaining to them why, you know, why are we, why are we doing that? Um, those are just, you know, some of my little things, but Steph, I, like I said, she just does a great job with the kids day in and day out. Um, remarkable influence, reading the Bible to them mm-hmm. every day, having them memorize scripture as well, praying mm-hmm. with them daily. And you know, she's really good about asking, um, asking questions that cause them to think critically about their faith yeah. so that they can't yeah. just give a prescriptive <laughs> answer to it. You know, they can't just say Jesus. They've got to actually think about, okay, what does, what does my faith mean in my life in this scenario right mm-hmm. here as much as they can uh, for an eight, six and four year old. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, That's even Finney, our youngest is, uh, showing, you know, the, he's starting to copy things. So the other day, um, at, at a meal, when we started to pray, he started now putting his head down like this mm-hmm. and he, and he looks up a little bit with his eyes just to make sure everyone's head still down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as he hears the amen, he'll put his head up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, it's just, it's just a good, just start thinking that way. And, um, I think in the, in the resources we sent out this month, uh, we have a, a PDF of a timeline. Um, this is by, uh, orange. It's their phase program. Um, and it's specifically focused on faith development. And we included that because it has kind of some things that can be, you, you know, you can get your head up and be thinking about and or maybe you could be doing or uh, it, it's just a great resource that maybe you want to take a look at um, as you're thinking about how are we nurturing our faith. And again, we're going to be talking more about that in depth next month. Um, I, I wanted to uh, just look um, as you're thinking about these moments and this will mean this will mean different things depending on how old your child is, obviously. Um but I also want to be thinking about my kids in terms of who are they becoming as a child of God? Like what, um, like what are their giftings or, or their um, areas that they, they thrive in? Um, you know, examples are, are like, uh, you know, empathy and leadership and giver and helper and these kinds of things. And I have, um, I mean, I have, I think, a a myriad of them. I have six kids, so I, I, I'm almost, you know, could have one of each if I if I worked at it really hard. Um, and and I think right now, some, most of them are so young that um, I I don't know if I could nail down their specific DNA. But um, just looking at them, you know, like I know that my four year old Willa Jane is 
a helper to a fault, literally. Like she'll help um, until it, it, it gets her in trouble because she, she's solving problems that don't exist. And, um, and I think it's a pretty amazing in her and recognizing that we, my wife and I work very hard to set her up to be successful as a helper. And that may change. Um, we'll, we'll see. And, and, and I mentioned Eleanor and her giving and, and then Addison, my oldest, um, I mean, she's a leader, but then she has such a sensitive heart and is so concerned, um, out of kindness for, for the rest of our, you know, the rest of our family. Um, but also that's why she's worked so well in helping out in kids ministry, um, with VBS and stuff, because she just, she's, she's a good leader and she has a, a really sensitive heart. And I don't, I don't know, um, Mike, do you have, um, any examples of where, I mean, your kids are young, but, um, I think it's, it's an interesting practice to just start thinking like, Hmm, is that a thing? You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, it is like you, you said, you know, these things change, right? Yeah. Right. So our kids are, are developing, they're growing They're what we see in them right now, you know, might not always be the primary thing that we see in them as they're, uh, you know, um, developing further. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting to kind of see even in for our young kids how it has changed already. But I would say, you know, uh, Tess, our six-year-old, very empathetic, um, you know, always looking toward what other people are feeling uh, in a moment and mm-hmm. wanting to make people happy as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of picking up on what people might want and then, you know, trying to provide that and extremely encouraging so loves to say, you know, nice things to other people right, right. Um, and is, you know, picked up on when it's appropriate to do that, which is really good. Um, and then R- Ruby, our mm-hmm. oldest, you know, she's a great helper. Mm-hmm. She's also a thinker. So she loves to take in information and stories. And, you know, um, it's, it's amazing to me how much she you know, when we're reading the Bible to her, how much she's taking in on all of that. And mm-hmm. you don't always see it right away, but then you realize later on, like, oh, yeah, you actually were listening to everything that was said there. So I think for her, it, she's going to have a lot of a lot of things that stew in her mind and then will find expression <laughs> um, in, in her life as well. Yeah. So, Nathan, your, your youth group, what... Yeah, I mean they run the gamut, right? Yeah, you should <laughs> see them all, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I won't start naming students. <laughs> don't want to embarrass them. Uh, but yeah, like I said before, just some incredible leaders, um, but leading the way that church leaders probably ought to lead, mm-hmm. um, caring for others and caring for those who aren't necessarily seen. Uh, and then similar to what like Mike was saying. Uh, students who just are really thinking and pondering what's what's going on and what's being taught uh, and calling me out when I preach inconsistencies, uh, hmm. which never happens, so, but I know they would. You know, that's not true. <laughs> I, I believe uh, I heard you earlier encouraging people to not read their Bible every day. Is well, that... <laughs> I said that I, I did not <laughs> encourage people not to read their Bible every day. Every day. It's calling you out. Yeah, it's just... yeah, yeah. No. He's, a, he's a youth student. Yeah. I think. I, <laughs> now I don't know if I should address that or keep moving forward. You've derailed me, Mike. You've derailed me. Um, but no, yeah, just I, I see 
pretty much all of these students who I, I had a student who loved vacuuming, uh, which doesn't sound like something, but just wanted like practical tasks that they can mm -hmm. do to contribute. Sure. And it's just like, that's beautiful. Like so that's, that's, that's yeah. a great thing. Um, and it's not, I think scripture bears this out that that's not better or worse than these other it's important gifts that people have that maybe yeah. get elevated more. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> well, I, uh, I hope this has given, uh, you, you, uh, an opportunity to start thinking about your children and uh, the children that you're responsible for, um, just in a, in a more introspective way. Um, I, I thought this was a good way to start the conversation about faith is, is just to try to assess like, where are they at? Who are they? And where are they going? And so those are kind of the questions we're going to be looking at all month. And uh, specifically, we're going to have more conversation on the 28th, January 28th. Um, it's a Thursday. We're going to have a Zoom meeting for all New Hope parents to just come and talk about these questions. Uh, we want to hear what you thought because there's this is a big conversation and it's something that's ongoing and developing right and especially in your kids lives so if you want to be a part of that and we want you to um you just need to go to the uh, events page on the new hope website and register for the parenting um faith and hearts questions right if you if you register for that you'll get information on all the upcoming zooms and the links to go to because we want you to be a part of that because um, i think it's going to be um, it's going to be a great time. I, I love these mm -hmm. conversations with other parents. And, uh, you know, as we are moving forward, this month we're talking about who our ch child is. Um, next month we're going to be uh, delving into influences and uh, rhythms and the ways we can, um, we can help disciple our children. And then uh, in March we're going to be talking about your hard questions. And we're going to be um, sending out a form for um, for you to submit those hard questions uh, so that we can kind of get a feel for where where they lie. But these are questions that you're asking, and if you knew the answer to them, it would help you take that next step in p discipling your children, right? Like what's, what's, the, what's the question that's in the way or, or needs an answer? And we want to get at those, so um, be thinking about that. And... Uh, yeah, so we're going to sign off now, and I hope this has been helpful, and we look forward to seeing you at the Zoom. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Hey, happy to be here. You going to have Michelle Obama next time? Working on it. Okay. Working on it. We'll yeah. keep promising. Big announcements. Yeah. Um, sorry that we had to, to bump Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye. Bye.